chumps. We are your chumps, here to talk some chapters. This week, we are going to be discussing chapters... Uh, 27 and 28. 17 and 18. I can read (laughs) Roman numerals. I play Final Fantasy. So, um, I was just... I kind of put myself on the spot there and I panicked. Um... (laughs) 17 and 18. That's what we're going to be reading there um, or talking about. I've read them. I did. I read the chapters um, with my eyes. Both I read of, them. Both of them. Yeah. Nova, what are you doing? Um, are you yeah. Doing? Been doing a lot of reading lately. So everything's just, just a blur. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of reading, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well... <laughs> Well, uh, yes. Um, by, so by lately, by lately, you mean in like the last two hours? Um, well, yeah, I mean like where, where I can, you know, yeah, where I yeah. can. Yeah, so like the last couple hours. Sure. Yeah. Like I, I kind of scurry into the corner like a rat and just crack open my book. Yeah. You know, I'm finally one of those guys. Like yeah. just, you know, one, one of those rat book guys, you know. Like a rat does cheese. One yes. of those descendants of rats. Yes, exactly. Exactly to both. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's Chapter Chumps. Here we are. We're going to talk about some some dumb shit and then talk about a book in a dumb way. And that's, that's pretty much what we do. Um, how's it been going? How are we doing tonight, boys? Uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. right now for some reason, but I can't tell why. Yeah. Well, isn't Nova always going a little crazy? A little bit, but she usually calms down when we're when we're podcasting. This is she's been upset for like a few minutes for for, for like the last half hour, even after we came inside. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Did you get any snow? I take it was she playing in the oh, snow? Yeah. yeah, we got four or five inches of snow, and we we spent a lot of time both before and after work. Uh, just out playing in it. I, I finally got to try. Um, uh, I got one Dog of those. Dog sledding. Yeah, like, like I, I got one of those. Uh, really? Uh, circular uh, shield sleds. Like the, the the cheap plastic ones. And she would not pull me at all. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, Hi. Yeah. You okay. Well, I think it, I think it's because you need a toboggan and like oh she's just no other dogs. Like I would throw some snow for her to chase and she'd like reach the end of the leash and just stop. Yeah. Hi, it's okay. Hey, relax. You got to wait. Hey, Nova. You got to wait. You're a good girl. Hey, Nova. What's wrong? Hi. I think she wants to go dog sledding again. Yeah, mate, she's saying yeah, she's ready now. She, she's she, saying let's give it another shot. Yeah, she she may need to go to the bathroom again. She hasn't pooped all day, so can we take like five minutes? Yeah, That's let's, okay. take a, let's take a tight yeah, five <laughs> to start us off. Yep, <laughs> this is our five minute break for the for if, the episode. Let's go. If you want to, um, you know, listen to your record for the next five minutes, that's okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Just give me fifteen minutes. Okay, you can probably get a song. Yeah. In, right. I am going to I'm I am going to go pee so I don't have to go pee later in the po- in, in the podcast, okay? 
Right, we'll see how that I, works out still, for you, buddy. But I still might have to. So. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I just left my recording going. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, we were saying like, hey, what's going on? What's been up? How we doing? And everyone was like, pretty good. And it's like, that's cool. Yeah. Let's just okay. do some pros and cons. Okay. Right. Who goes first? Um, I think Connor's going to choose someone, right? Yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. It is my turn to choose. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny? Before you do, real quick though, yeah. um, because you know, I, I re-listened to the episodes and shit. So when last episode, when I was like, oh, I think I went first, so I'm going to choose. Well, I listened to the episode before that, and I didn't at all. <laughs> I did not go first. I, I just was completely wrong. Um, so I don't know why I thought that, but whatever. Well, you know, uh, it. Oops. You know, we start. We, we're starting this rotation, so I guess we'll we'll stick to it. You know? Yeah. No. We're we, exactly. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna change anything. It's just funny. So um, yeah. I, go for it. I I choose Josh to start. Oh. Okay. Expecting you to choose Connor. Um, let's see. Pros and cons. I have not had a lot of cons this week. Actually, I do have one. And it's just a, it was a quick little mistake from earlier in the week. I was playing with Nova, and uh, she was jumping, and we were just being rowdy, just helping her burn some energy off because she sleeps all day, and I I don't exactly get out when it's super crummy outside. It's been cold and muddy. Um, so we we were playing, and she jumped up, and I not sure how it happened but i basically uh poked her in the eye yeah oh no and uh yeah she she went scurrying off whimpering and crying it was like oh. i never heard her make that sound before it was just really uh upsetting and i had to apologize profusely and <laughs> uh also checked check to make sure i didn't like actually hurt her eye which thankfully i didn't yeah but it was it was a really weird moment because i because the way it felt and also the way she sounded after that yeah, that's really hard. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, but it was a couple days ago. Things are good now. Good. I'm glad you. Yeah, I mean, she was just coming up to you. Yeah. Yeah. She seems. She seems like her old self. Yeah. No. It was, just, it, was just, it was a. It was like a minute of like, what that? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, I'm sorry, I hurt you. <clears throat> but you know, like if you step on your dog's tail or something by accident in the kitchen, yeah. like that that kind of reaction, that's well, you know, just a little more extreme. Nova's got to realize, you know, she's got to realize that when you're roughhousing, so people get hurt sometimes, you know. Yeah, and we, well, we've all and learned you it think the hard it'd way. Also teach her, you'd think it also teach her not to jump as much, but I think she's been jumping more since then. So. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Well, maybe she um, likes it. As for pros, <laughs> as for pros. Um, I managed to get three good nights of sleep in a row this weekend. Wow. Um, because nor- normally uh, my work has flexible hours. So as long as I get 40 hours in throughout the week and am available between some basic hours, uh, they, they don't really care exactly what time I work. But I like to keep a more rigid schedule of about 7.15 to about 3.45. Um but due to the way some meetings worked out and some some projects, I ended up working later and was going to have like a six-hour day on Friday. And normally when that happens, I just take the afternoon off so I have a longer weekend. But some jerk decided to set up a meeting uh, at 2 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> so it was very much a moment of like, well, I can either 
just not not go to this meeting, which wouldn't look good. Plus, I may I may have had to be on it. Um, turns out I didn't need to be. Uh, <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they could just like tell you that, but. I guess that's too much trouble. It was like a working meeting, and I thought we'd get to my topic, but we didn't. So, uh, or I could, uh, or I decided I could um, take a long lunch, or I could sleep in. And I know you, I never really slept in before, so you know what? I'm going to mix things up. I'll sleep in, and I did, and I was just everything was great. Huh. And then I slept in Saturday because uh, we had another snowstorm come in, but. I was still had a flight lesson scheduled and I thought I could get in, but I, I say I slept in. It's more of, I, I went to bed at a more reasonable hour for a Friday night Yeah, and, uh, woke up with my alarm and everything on Saturday and went through my day, almost got stuck in a snowstorm. Um, and then I just slept in on Sunday for real, like slept in and just got three good nights of sleep in a row. And I've just been full of energy since and just feeling great overall and i'm trying to keep that momentum going but that's going to be more difficult as the week goes on uh because it's i i just i am a night owl and it's almost eight o'clock while we're recording this i could easily be up past midnight if i wanted to be right now but if I do that, I'm I'm not going to get a good night's sleep. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be half asleep through work throughout the whole day, and I just can't have that. So I'm trying to yeah, try to keep that momentum. But we'll see how it goes. Check Who would have thought? Week. Who would have thought that going to sleep at a reasonable time? Yeah, getting enough sleep just, would would end up you know making you feel better as a person. Yeah, it just gives yeah. you more energy to get stuff done, and yeah. it gives you, you have, your mind feels clear, and you could just like wake up and be awake and like you're in the sh- in and out the shower like five minutes faster crazy it's crazy absolutely crazy you don't feel like you need the caffeine but you do it anyway just because like uh, you don't want to be awake at <laughs> the habit <laughs> well the addiction no just just to make sure i'm absolutely awake and this isn't just a, a moment of i feel great <sighs> yeah it's yeah. not not a uh, a a um What's the word for it? A placebo, placebo effect. Mm. You know, you just convince well, yourself been, you feel awake. I've been drinking Earl Grey, so that's mm. it's a little getting your Picard on. I, see, I used to be doing green tea with milk in it, but I, I started doing. Uh, I, I it was getting really bad with like I, I'm just not staying awake throughout the day, so I, I switched to the the Earl Grey because it's a little stronger, and I it it helps, but it it. I can definitely feel that it keeps me awake. I love him, uh, and my name is Earl. All right. Who? Earl Grey. Is that? I I don't know. For my name is Earl, the the NBC sitcom from the mid two thousands. Yeah, the guys. I don't think that's his real name, but I can't. I don't actually know, so I can't call him on that. (laughs) I just I don't. I don't have anything to say. I just don't know. I, I just, just know the guy's know name is Earl. My dad you know? used to watch that show. <laughs> it was a good That's show. I know about it. It was a good show. Yeah. Crazy. You know, imagine if like everyone's, you know, work schedules were, were in such a way where like it didn't uh, encourage or oftentimes like practically require people to have fucked up sleep schedules. You know, it's like. I, 
you know, part of it is I do it to myself. I, I like I said, I, I try to start work at seven fifteen every morning, but if I wanted to stay up, uh, sleep in until nine, there I I have coworkers who don't log in till nine, but I don't want to work. I, I do it because I don't want to work late into the day. Right. Uh, even even like with my, if I do a full eight hour day plus another half hour for lunch because I don't I don't get, I'm not on the clock for lunch unfortunately. Um, I my day ends at three forty five, and in the middle of winter, that's when the sun goes down. And it's like if if I want to have even um even like five minutes outside when it's still light out, <clears throat> that's the schedule I need. And then in the summertime, it's it's three forty five in the afternoon. I can just go for a fucking walk for two hours, and the sun's not going to set for another three or four. It's great. So. It, yeah, it's it's got its trade offs, and I don't know. Th- some of this may just be I'm coming out of seasonal depression and didn't realize it. It's that it, it really is that feeling of like, oh man, I feel great. I forgot what it feels to be this great. Hmm. <laughs> but how I forgot that I could feel this great just on a normal day. Yeah. So one one of those feelings, and I I'm hoping to keep the momentum up. Nice. Well, cool, Josh. Thank you. Uh, all right, I suppose I'll go next. Um, Connor should go last since he chose, right? That feels yeah. like that makes yeah, sense. That, that sounds good. Yeah, that, that does make sense. I guess I, I choose next week then? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay so uh, the pro for me was I had a really nice uh, break, really good week off. I got to pretty much do everything I wanted to do, which was not a very long list, but um, mm-hmm. I did um, I did get to go upstate and see my family, hang out with uh, my friends. Um, had a nice uh, birthday family party and all that. So that was that was really cool. Glad I got to do that. I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of sucked that, you know, I had to, I came back on a Sunday and then I had to work the next day. Like that shit is annoying, but like that's life, yeah, whatever. Um, and then my con is uh, I did not, I did not finish reading Josh. All right, Josh. As they say, uh, you bet the farm. (laughs) You know, you you bet the farm, buddy. Um, I was really confident. I I knew it. I knew it all. You still have four hours. I knew it all along. Josh, four hours. Josh, I tried. I really. I got home and I tried. I tried and. Some some shit came up like it, it maybe would have been possible, but it would have been every single available second of my time, uh, it was including never and up until midnight. Like I would have finished at eleven fifty nine. Like it was never going to happen. Never. I have sixty five pages left, which is not a lot, but it is too much for me to finish reading tonight. So, yeah. Um. I, I am sorry, Josh. I mean, legally, um, you you <laughs> legally lost. Legally, nothing house. happens. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on on record. Yeah, it's a verbal contract. Yeah. Yes, verbal contract. There we go. That's that's our lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor. Uh, Doctor Doctor Duncan from Idaho. <laughs> Duncan from Idaho. Um, Connor, I you know. I, I love you, buddy, but that was never it was never gonna happen. 
I, well, the thing is, I'm really upset. Happen. I'm really upset because, you know, even if I, I had all that time off, if, if I even took just one one of, you know, those days and read like 40 pages, then I'd only yeah. have 25, you know, it's like, I I could yeah. have done it. And, yeah, and Tony yeah. was like, hey, it's the shortest month, you know, don't worry about it. But you know what? You screwed the pooch. I, I really, I feel like I failed. You, yeah, you know? I mean, you did. And you have to reckon with that. Well, now. just face the consequences your your goal was was it one book a month or was it 12 books in the year it's it was a book a month yeah, yeah it was yeah. a book a month so he failed well well <laughs> well let me finish if you finish this book and then get the next book done next month you'll be back on track for averaging one book a month. By yeah, but it's year. not about the average though. It's Exactly. It's... Exactly. No, I mean, Tony gave me the same completely rational argument. But then I feel the same way that Connor is shitting on me for, where it's like, yeah, you know, technically this and sort of that. It's like, yeah, but I didn't read it in a month, you know. In the month I, of I was, February. Right. No, I was going to say, like, how long is a month really? But right. it's, it's effectively just look at you know, Just look at the so. calendar. That It'll tell you. That That's all you need to, yeah. need to know. So, um, yeah, it's, this is this con really hurts. This has been the worst one for me so far because... Um, I think you keep trying, though. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to just be like, yeah, fuck it. I guess I'm done reading for the year. Like, I am going <laughs> to I am going to just continue on. I'll finish so, this book. And then and then my plan will be to finish the next book by the end of uh, March. Like, that's right. still all true. Okay, exactly. So so you're you're going to finish this one. Then then you are still going to um, attempt oh, yes. another one. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not giving up. It's just that I already failed. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already you know, get a zero for the assignment. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is pass fail. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I am still going to stick to it as close as I, as yeah. close as I can. Yeah. Well, I, um, but I, 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 I do uh, feel really awful about it. I so. hope Sorry. you, Sorry, Josh. I hope you learned your lesson and, uh, you know, just have to do better going forward. So, yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, Considering I've been averaging like a book every three months reading with you guys, um, I mean, I, I have stepped my game up, but I, I you know, but um, I didn't meet my goal. In all honesty, it's it's a very uh, valiant effort, and uh, yeah, I, I obviously I agree. Um, it's not worth getting too down to the dumps about. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't feel too discouraged, only a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I feel really discouraged. <laughs> like, that's all right. <laughs> You'll get over um, it. So, yeah. So, that, that's, that's me. That's where I'm at. All right, Connor, what about you? Um, pretty simple, short, sweet, simple. Uh, today was a snow day, so the office was closed. That's Whoa, the, that's good the for pro. You, dude. That's the hey, pro. Connecticut, they actually have a snow day. Nice. Um, and the con was that I had to work from home, but oh shit, uh, there it is. Which was just kind of annoying. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I've got a, a laptop with me, and you know, I spent most of the morning trying to uh, figure out IT things with the. IT hotline and that took forever 
And then, you know, they, they set up a, a thing through the VPN that has, you know, it's like a virtual uh, call board or, you know, so so they, so the, the calls going to the office were being redirected to my laptop and stuff. And um, I don't think that they ever really figured it out. They, they said it was set up and working and fine, but I just, I didn't receive any phone calls, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you didn't like do anything really today? I mean, I did a little bit. Like, I did. I, I've got like reports that I need to do, and uh, I mean, like, what do you? What do you do? Other, other what things. do you even? What is your job? <laughs> I don't even know That's, what you do. Yeah, right no, now. that that is a good question. That that really is a good yeah. question. So, but um, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, so yeah, nice. it was a good. It was a good day. I was happy that it was a uh, snow day. I mean, I mean. Regardless, though, if the office was closed or not, I was not going to drive in because my, you know, Josh spoke about how on Saturday there is a storm, too. And yeah. um, Alex and I were driving around while, you know, while it kind of started snowing on Saturday afternoon. And yep. um, we we were in one town, which is kind of like a upper class town. And it was fine. Everything was fine. It was just snowing bad, but the roads were being taken care of, whatever. Then we, then we get, we drive into New Britain, which is where we live, and it just the the difference was astronomical. The roads were it was just like uh, driving into a shithole. Roads were oh were totally untreated, and um, it was a disaster. Cars were spinning and go, you know, crashing oh, into snowbanks. Um, and uh i my 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 tires are are shit like my 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 car can it just cannot handle um winter weather at all uh do you have all seasons or i just i just have four four wheels and tie and and <laughs> four tires. wheels in a dream <laughs> four wheels in a dream um and so, so we had to kind of delicately maneuver around town and took us a lot longer to get back home. But um, I was not trying to repeat that today. So I was happy that that I, I was able to stay home. Right. Good. Yeah, when I, when I was out on Saturday, it, was, it, it pretty much started as I was leaving, um, or leaving the airport. And I, I was just on the highway. And I, we were doing like 35 average on I ninety one, and uh, uh, when we got closer to my exit, it it cleaned up a little bit, just all of a sudden. But I think that was just I left the 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 strongest part of the the storm, and it was only like a dusting of snow. It was maybe an inch on the ground when I yeah, when I it wasn't left. wasn't terrible. I mean, for for a New England town, it, it was. I mean, it was pitiful here in New Britain. It was really, really. Yeah. It was just bad. Um, Most of it was melted by Sunday too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, they they should be embarrassed. It was bad. And then today, uh, I woke up and it was like four or five inches. It's the nice heavy packing snow, and I went out with Nova, played, and then I I put her back inside and uh, uh, brought up the snow snowblower, which hasn't run in almost a full year, and it started up almost immediately, which was great. Uh, Got my whole driveway cleaned off in like forty-five minutes, and it and like it's all melted now on the on the roads at least. Yeah. So, man, you know, if I I was really hoping for a snow day, I knew it wasn't going to happen because it's just <laughs> so much warmer in the city, and it started raining at by like 
1 or 2 a.m. last night, so mm -hmm. it, it was all slush. Oh, but, you know, if I, if I got a snow day, I could have done it. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you probably it. wouldn't have, could've. but you could have. I was, I was really, you know, holding out for a miracle, and then it's, <laughs> it's like, you know what? Of course, you know, there's no justice in this world, you know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Hobbit. Yeah, the freaking Hobbit. Let's talk about the Hobbit, this, chapters twenty-seven and twenty-eight. This freaking guy. Yeah, calls himself the Hobbit. <laughs> um, I didn't really take notes because um, I was still under this this sick illusion that if I read fast enough, I'd have enough time to to finish my other book. And and now I'm resigned to my fate. I, I know that I can't. So I've really just ruined everything. You know, I've um, I've even allowed it to to diminish this podcast and and for what you know for nothing so uh but you guys will help me through it right josh you'll help me sure. through it sure. i know connor doesn't have any notes but you know jo josh will josh will help <laughs> josh takes notes uh, so um connor takes notes but only when they're worm related yeah exactly oh wait guys I uh, th 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 this tweet from uh, discussing film. It's a famous, popular Twitter account discu at discussing film. Yeah. Says, and and this is sourced from the Hollywood Reporter, HollywoodReporter.com, which is a reputable internet publication. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery hopes to turn Lord of the Rings into a franchise like Star Wars. Hmm. How do we feel about that? That's right. We. <clears throat> they we we saw um just what was it just last week maybe not even i don't know yeah. but th there was that announcement that um all these films are in development people have known for a while that there's like five video games that are happening mm. including one where like you just play as Gollum like it's a Gollum game it's like who the fuck what? is that for huh. First time but they're, that they're making it it's kind um, of fun it's kind of like so, like grand theft auto or something <laughs> but you're gone. <laughs> like that kind of vibe. <laughs> I really don't know. But um But yeah, there's like clearly this really big push to um to grow the Lord of the Rings as uh as a media franchise. Which means we're reading this series about two years too early, probably to ride that wave i guess but Maybe. it'll it'll be there you know yeah for i'm also not sure how i feel about it because i mean something like star wars star wars was designed from the beginning to be a movie franchise it i mean they, it started off as movies and it continues to be movies it's it's branched off into television and books but it it started with the movies Whereas Lord of the Rings started with the books, and there's only four of them. Mm, yeah. And then there's the Cimmerillion, which is more of like an encyclopedia. Yeah. I mean, so, th this is kind of like if they did that to Dune, which I guess they kind of have aspirations to do. Right. What's the next Dune movie? I keep forgetting. November. Uh, yeah, November. Is November? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Heck good, good, fucking good. yeah. Um, um, 
actually, that I I I think they. St- I'm I'm all for it only if you know because they're gonna have to have a baby Yoda character. They're gonna have to have a you know cute, um, silly looking character to get to to uh, you know print merchandise for and drive people crazy. And um, I think Baby Gollum is the answer to that. Imagine how yeah. cute Baby Gollum could be. Yeah, I mean, I even um, I saw someone like. On Twitter, they, um, I don't think I'm going to find it because I, I don't know where it was now, but, you know, because we, we follow, like, these Lord of the Rings accounts now, and people, like, someone retweeted this little, like, Gollum statue, like, a little cartoon Gollum statue, and I already oh, yeah. was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> who? I don't know. I don't know. Was but, like yeah. Funko Pop? Um... I mean, no. It. I mean, it wasn't exactly, but I guess you can like think Funko Pop. Sure, it wasn't okay. a Funko Pop, but like, yeah. I mean, it was. It was just that made to look cute and size, dumb, yeah. I guess. Um. So I. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's like we're we're kind of jumping on here, and really, my trepidation trepidation isn't like, oh, you can't do that to Lord of the Rings, but it's like, you know, if they're gonna make it anything like Star Wars, then. I, you know, I'm sorry to say, but to me, all I hear is, we're going to make it worse. And it's like, you don't have to do that. Like, you can just leave it as is. Um, just one man's opinion. But I don't have any faith in them doing any justice or, or yeah, making no, anything I, worthwhile. So Yeah, it's it's it, it's Warner Brothers, so they, they don't exactly have the best track record with, like, the DC movies right now. That's very, very true. They it, it just seems like they keep on chasing after franchises and IPs that that did well for themselves and you know, trying to uh model themselves after those and but but kind of missing the mark and and not having any originality yeah. or inspiration for themselves. But what yeah, do we I do know? to edit this out when uh Warner Brothers buys Corrupted T V and 15 years. <laughs> uh, other way around, my friend. Krebs TV yeah. will be buying Warner Brothers in about 15 years. Mark and then words. we can make the Baby Gollum show. Then we will make the Baby Gollum show. Uh huh. Yeah. And it'll be a massive hit. Yeah, I um, I, I don't know how to feel. You know, my, my thoughts might change. The thing is, is like, there already is a lot of like side stuff that I'm interested in, like as I read through this, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, once I'm done reading Lord of the Rings, like, maybe I'll finally play Shadows of Mordor or something, or, you know, like, hmm. um, like, there, there is, like, other Lord of the Rings adjacent stuff that I want to check out that I'm, like, totally fine with existing. I just don't have any faith that they're going to make anything that's, like, good, you know? So, yeah. um, that's, that's really, it's not like more Lord of the Rings is itself bad. I just don't want more bad Lord of the Rings, and that's, like, just the most likely outcome it feels like yeah yeah that 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 i do agree with so but hey you know we'll we'll just wait and see and hopefully we'll be there to capitalize on it when it happens like the vultures we are amen all right so the clouds burst um and so in this chapter they they wake up at camp, and the dwarves of Dean show up, and they meet with the. Uh, they're, they're on their way. They're close. They're close. They're almost yes. there. They're almost there. 
and Bard and the Elven King come to barter with Thorin. And Thorin's like, I don't want to talk to you. And they're like, well, we have the Arkenstone. And they're like, how the fuck is that possible? And then Bilbo says, it's me. I did it. Thorin gets totally pissed. Says they're no longer friends. And he tears up his friendship bracelet. <laughs> um, and he says that, you know, he never cared about him and all that stuff. And it hurts Bilbo's feelings. So Bilbo is like cast out from the group. The other dwarves are sad. Um, and then I think I think it's around this point. Then the the dwarves from Dane show up. Oh, by the way, Gandalf is there. Gandalf is like Thor, and you idiot. And then then the 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 Dane dwarves show up, and they're about to fight uh, the humans and the elves. They're like, whatever, like, we're here, we want, you, we know that you took the Arkenstone, we're just gonna kill you and take it. But then, at that moment, the goblin army emerges, and there's goblins, and there's wargs, um, so the, we learn what the five armies are, too, finally. Yep. It's, uh... It says here, it says, So began a battle that none had expected, and it was called the Battle of Five Armies, and it was very terrible. Upon one side were the goblins and the wild wolves, and upon the other were elves and men and dwarves. So it just splits the armies up into the, the different races. Yeah, that, that was actually one of my notes. It's like we now have an answer to who the five armies were, but it's more like the Battle of the Five Races. Yes, yeah. And then you, you bump that up to six when the eagles show up later on. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, they they fight. That goes on for not very long. Um, pretty short battle sequence, and we can talk more about the specifics of it. Um, and then, how does this chapter end? Um, oh, right. And then the eagles show up, and Bilbo's like, "Oh my <laughs> god, it's the eagles!" And then he just gets hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> And um, that's End of that's the chapter. That's it. That's the chapter. Yeah. Well, they they were lose. Well, okay. There's a couple details we should probably yes. mention. Uh, the the goblins are overwhelming. They outnumber everyone like ten to one or something like that. And they make their way up the mountain or coming like down the face of the mountain. Uh, but then Thorin and his group pop out of the mountain and make their way to the goblin king or like commander. And start fighting him, but they get surrounded, and everything seems hopeless. And then the eagles show up, and then Bilbo gets knocked out. Yes, I may have missed some more details in there, but I felt like that was a little important to leave in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, a lot of my notes in this chapter are just just my usual comments. Um. I'm kind of wondering if if Connor wants to start us off today. Yeah, why don't we have Connor just to start off instead of us babbling on? My my thoughts on on this one. I I thought it, it just it's very funny to me how how Bilbo right away he gives up the game and, and just outs himself oh, yeah. as, as you know having given you know given the stone away. Um, I thought that was very very funny. That's a very Bilbo thing to do. I think it, it just feels right in 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 his character um and you know for for the last few uh podcasts we've kind of been saying like yeah thorin is 
getting a big head and kind of his personality's changed a little bit because of all the wealth he's he's fallen into or you know discovered rediscovered for him and his people and um i i, I think that that holds true with with how fast he he uh outcasted um bilbo after realizing it was him um i i also like to me it was obvious you know they they they're like yeah it's it's uh the elves and the and and uh, bard, and then there's this this guy who's who's really tall, but he's hooded. You know, yeah. like that's it's Gandalf, obviously. Man, right? Like, you, yeah, you know, that, that that's Gandalf. And so then, you know, Gandalf reveals himself and and kind of uh, shouts back at Thorin a little bit, and um, so that, that was all fun. Um, I they, they only describe him as an old man in a cloak. Yeah, yeah. Chapter, do do so, you think yeah. it was it was surprising in 1937 when it was like, oh my god, it's Gandalf, or like was that already like worn out? And <laughs> and even then, question. people were like just rolling their eyes, like, yeah, no shit, it's Gandalf. You know, that's a good I question. Mean, I mean, it worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading. I was like, who's this old guy? Is it just like some priest from the village? Whatever. And then. Uh, like, why do they give him the Arkenstone? Yeah, <laughs> I just wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, all right, well, yeah. Thorin's mad, and then it's, and then it's like, oh, stay, your wish is granted. And the old man with the casket uh, threw aside his cloak. Here is Gandalf. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, that makes perfect that, that sense. Funny. I'm glad that, I see um, that I'm glad that that uh, that still had its effect because i right away i was thinking like oh yeah that's gandalf too yeah. i guess i was just waiting sometimes See, you're like just waiting it, for him to come back you know yeah when, when i read old man i just my mental image was of like an old priest or something in in a cloak just like hunched over carrying this this box in front of him that had the arkenstone um not unlike probably a bad example but you know the monks from monty python the holy grail that i do yes just, bang their heads on it like that kind of look but like yeah. hunched over so that that's what i imagined when i when i just read old man leading the, right. at the front of the party with a box it so. makes me think of in in a uh, doctor who when when it's uh the doctor and the and uh the the on the execution planet where they're executing missy and nardol is ends up being one of the cloaked figures and you know he like reveals himself and then yells at the doctor um (laughs) yeah but uh yeah so so that that was pretty fun then the whole battle thing it was kind of cool to turn that the the conflict that they were in on its head and made it kind of uh uh you know more um explosive conflict um then also very funny that you know bilbo just passes out at the end after being bonked that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was an exciting chapter. Yeah, I um, I just want to touch on one more thing before we we move. Something that you mentioned, Connor, and then I don't know if Josh wants to take it anywhere. But I, I, I liked what you were talking about with um, with saying how like you know we've been we've been commenting on Thor and like becoming kind of more not even more aggressive, just almost like more paranoid and, and quick to anger, you know, since uh, coming across or, or, or getting the, the treasure hoard. And um, I don't know if I said this explicitly or if we've just been talking about it or dancing around it, but like, it's kind of funny because um, 
you know, he uh, he kind of becomes like the dragon himself, you know, like by having, it's like literally just by having the gold, mm. you know, he wants to keep it all to himself. And, and after he goes through that deal with Bard and the Elven King, and he's like, okay, you'll get one fourteenth of the gold if you give me the Arkenstone. But then, like, Tolkien makes a note where where uh, Thorin thinks to himself, like, yeah, you know, maybe when the the other dwarves show up, we'll just kill everyone, and I'll keep the stone anyways, and then the deal's off. Like, he's, like, in a really fucked up headspace, you know? Yeah, like, yep. he's, he's, you know, really um, not, influenced. Not yeah, right, by, like, this dark impulse. And, um... You know, like, in a story like this, we kind of always think, like, oh, the ring, the ring. But, like, you know, it's pretty obviously not, right? It's mm -hmm. it's literally just having, like, too much wealth. Yeah, yeah. That, like, makes him that way. And yep. I actually, there's another thing I want to touch on later that I'll tie this point back to. But, like, there's, a, there's been a couple points in the book, actually, where, um, you know, Tolkien is kind of main mentioned to that. And I just thought it was interesting. It felt like it kind of crystallized here at the end with Thorin especially. Um, that, like, you know, Tolkien's making a, I, I think, I think a pretty clear commentary on, like, um, the, I don't know. I guess, like, the evil inherent in hoarding wealth. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like that's part of what The Hobbit is about. And, um... That's that's cool that that's in there because it's not the first thing that I think about when I think of The Hobbit. But like yeah. I think that that's something that he wanted to kind of like uh, explore a little bit here too, and I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is the height of the Great Depression and uh, the, a good point. right after the Gilded Age. I mean, I know those are more American terms for for this era, but the Great Depression wasn't localized to America. Uh, the rest of the world felt it too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's a very good point. And um, here we are almost 100 I, years later, and look how much better things relevant. have gotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, I do remember us talking about, like, like dragon sickness or something, like cursing the gold. But reading this part of the book, I think that was mostly from the, explained in the movie, because uh, the Peter Jackson movies, because it's I don't think they ever mentioned, like, a dragon's curse or stink on the gold. Uh, after Smog dies, so no, yeah. The only time it's brought up, it feels like, is like Smog's power while he's alive. Like he can influence people, right? You know, but yeah, it it, it doesn't. It, I'm not. It's not so clear that it's something that like lingers after he's gone, right? And it, I I think Tolkien explicitly tries to make this more about like, yeah, Thorin, dwarves, and Thorin in particular are just heavily influenced by the gold that they have and want to keep it and hoard it. Yeah. And not unlike the dragons. Um, and I, I'm, uh, I, I think there's a nut, there's like a, I'm going to get this so wrong. A Nordic myth. I think it's Fafnir. Yeah. Who was a dwarf who just became a dragon or something like that, or just a man who became a dragon just because he was hoarding gold. Mm-hmm but I'm probably mixing up a couple of details there. So I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> okay. I mean, but that, that, that was I just don't know like, enough. Yeah, no, I, I've watched enough uh, 
anime to have some tangential knowledge <laughs> of that particular story. Yeah. Uh, nice. I think it should have been D and D should have been D as well once. Yeah. Um, um gotcha. But yeah, I have a couple other notes for this chapter before we move on. Yeah. Um so at the beginning, uh it's like the second page of the chapter, but Thorin calls Bilbo a descendant of rats. It just sounds like a very classy way to say rat fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's still a cool insult, but it just, that just stood, stood out to me. Um, let's see. So when the battle begins, it's built. he spends a couple pages, really, building up, or he spent the last few chapters, he's building up the army of the men, the dwarves and the elves. But then this chapter is just suddenly goblins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, and then he, he goes into a, he, he goes and explains why the goblins are here, but it's just like, oh, okay. The goblins are here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The um, only thing there was just one small thing. I think just after Smaug dies, I do think he makes a quick reference to the mm -hmm. goblins being aware of that as well. That's the only yeah. other thing. Yeah, but at the time, it feels like uh, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm trying to say is uh, when when that is brought up, I, it feels like it's a bit of a misdirect to get you to think that uh, the, just to illustrate how it's spreading quickly throughout the world. It's like yes, even the goblins that we visited so many months ago are finding out about this already, and the. Uh, you half expect them to talk about it, like reaching the Shire eventually, or at, right. and and Bjorn, um, or uh, or more likely not the Shire, but uh, uh, Rivendell. Yeah, I gotcha. So it it, it felt like sorry, <laughs> it, it felt like he was going through previous parties that the that have been encountered throughout the book to illustrate how far it's going but you're absolutely right that's a hint that the goblins are it's foreshadowing mm -hmm. the goblins are coming um do, do, do. Uh, already went over what the five armies actually are um so right after the goblins show up we're going through where the goblins came from uh they marched and gathered by hill and valley going ever by tunnel or under dark until around and beneath the great mountain uh, Gundabad of the north uh, where was their capital a vast host of assembled ready just blah 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 but I don't know why it stood out to me but Gundabad the name feels like an important place to remember I don't know why I don't know if it shows up in the Lord of the Rings because I've only seen the movies and haven't watched them in 10 years uh, and only saw them once one, uh, I've seen each movie twice but really feel like I've only watched them once all the way through. Um, so I don't know if Gundabad is an important place in the Lord of the Rings, but I just made a note of that just to come back and see if that was a thing or not. But I wanted to make note of it. Okay. Yeah, it could go. be. I remember when we were looking at the, the maps before, yep. you were kind of like saying, look at all the places that are on here that, you know, Tolkien hasn't even mentioned. And I think Mount Gundabad is one of the ones you pointed out. Yeah, it is. It's all the way at the top of the Misty Mountains. I'm looking at the map right now. So they they traveled uh, uh, further than the dwarves. The dwarves came from the Grey Mountains, didn't they? Oh, no, they came from the Iron Hills, which is to the west. 
East, east to the east. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, the dragon came from the north, the withered hearth. But yeah, they. Uh, they actually took the route that we find out Bilbo and Gandalf take in the next chapter. Mm. Um. But yeah, no, it just it just stood out to me. I don't know why, and just wanted to note that. Uh, the last note I have for this chapter. Uh, we're getting this description of everything that's happening in the battle. Thorin has exited the mountain and called everyone to follow him to the uh, to, to the what do they call it? The Goblin Master or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, his name was like Bolg or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, they, it's kind Thorin of funny. There's, there's the like a footnote. When he shows up, um, was there a foot? Did I miss the foot? Oh. Yeah, it is Bolg. It says Bolg, and then there's a little asterisk next to his name. Oh, son of Azog. Yeah. See page thirty-three. It's like, oh, just in case you don't know who that is, it's like, yeah, trust me, I didn't remember. So thanks. <laughs> uh, looking at page thirty-three real quick. Yeah, I thought that was funny because it, it feels like such an intense moment. It's like the goblins are upon you, Bolg footnote, son of Azog. <laughs> who killed Thror, his grandfather, in the mines of Moria. Ah, yeah, so there's a, a real blood feud happening here. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, but after all this, we get to the chapter, on all this, Bilbo looked with misery. He had taken his stand on R- Ravenhill among the elves, which I think Ravenhill's the, the place they stayed after uh, Smog got, not, got killed. Yeah, like the Watchtower, yeah. And they met, or, they met the Raven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, partly because there were there was more chance to escape for, at this point, and partly uh, with more the Tukish part of his mind, because if he was going to be in a last desperate stand, he preferred on the whole to defend the Elven King. And my note here is that Thorin has insulted slash uh, mistreated Bilbo so badly in the last few days that Bilbo would prefer to die for the Elven King at this point, uh, even after... What are they right here? Oh, even after watching Thorin's, uh, Thorin and Company's heroic charge at this point. So, it's just a a note of, like, how deep this rift has, that came between the last few days of this months-long journey. Yeah. Uh, Just how deep it was, and that Bilbo would want to die for the Elven King, who would prefer to die for the Elven King, not that he wants to. Um, who is just this guy he stole food from for a month. <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, also I, I do invisible. think he's just being... He is, like, trying to be practical about it, too. Like, I think he kind yeah. of feels like he wouldn't be able to do much good even if he was with Thor. And so, you know, Tolkien mentions it's like he can either do what he can to help there, or he'd be in a good position to run if he really had yeah. to. And it, it's, it's it, it probably is that the position to run is more the part of it, but it's also just like the fact that he made the comment that he would prefer to die for the Elven King is a, a, to me an indication of just how badly the, his relationship with Thorin is at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true. Also, I, I just want to Make sure we're all aware that Bilbo has been invisible for the entire fucking battle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, 
wisely. Uh, yes. Well, maybe not so much, but we'll get into that in the next chapter. Yeah. It's a small thing. Um, yeah, the, the battle itself is pretty short, um, which is cool. You know, I don't need like a giant chapter just going over the fight. Yeah. Um, I, these people I, went you here, know, those people went right. there, and there was a clash, and then this. <clears throat> like, there are whole books on single battles. I, I read uh, Glory of Angels or something, like Battle of Angels or something. It's about the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm. And the whole book, like, the battle starts maybe three quarters of the way, uh, not three quarters, but like a third of the way through the book, if I remember correctly. And it it's mostly just, like, experiences throughout the battle. So you, you can... You can write entire books on battles, or you can write half a chapter on battles. It's up to the, right. up to you. Well, what I what I liked about it um, is it it feels like um, a it's kind of like there's a lot of payoff here because um, you know not only do the eagles show up in the end like we mentioned, but um, Bjorn also comes back. Right. Uh, which is cool and so like he does um and like because you you know the elves are there the people of lake town are there like it kind of feels like it's a collection of all the people that they they met along their journey you know a real like the real treasure is the friends we made along the way kind of moment but like (laughs) but not in a in a corny way like in a cool payoff like there's there's like this moment where you know everyone's kind of brought together um, and so, like, I, I thought that was cool because, um, you know, reading through the book, I had mentioned a few times that because, because each chapter, like, usually contains its own separate events, you know, like, this is the chapter where they go through the Mirkwood, this is the chapter where they're in the Elven King's Palace, you know, like, there's never any yep. bleed through, like, each chapter is, like, its own thing. So, like, it kind of feels like a collection of all these little adventures that happen. But, like, here, it's like, you know, it's it's kind of a cool way of tying them all together. You know, these things aren't just separate events. They were all, you know, important moments throughout the the adventure. And, like, you know, the the dwarves and Bilbo made, like, a real impact on, on like, the people... And the different races that they met, and they they come to their aid. So I liked that there was... I actually kind of found myself thinking, like, it'd be cool if Bjorn came back, but I don't think that's going to happen. And then, like, Bjorn really came back, and I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, Bjorn! Like, um, so that was pretty sweet. I, I liked all that, and I liked that, like, a lot of the different characters throughout the book, or, or even just, like, the different groups, you know, like, kind of had a moment to be like, hey, we're here too, and, and we're helping. So even though the battle was small, it felt like there was like good, um, good payoff to to just like the the way the journey was from the beginning. Yeah, good good classic payoff of everyone comes together to save the day. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. It's it's nothing. You know, no one's reinventing the wheel over here, but um, but it is cool. You know, I I like that that happened, and it, it felt like it just kind of tied everything together. So I uh, I liked that. Um, I think I am good to talk about the next chapter because that's where we actually get into the aftermath and yeah, you know, not everybody makes it. 
So yep, um, I agree. Are we? Do we feel like we're good to move on to that next chapter? Yeah, let's do I it. agree that I'm ready to move on. That, but <laughs> yes, you agree yeah, that not I, everyone makes it. I, I I would like to contest that. Yeah, <laughs> not kidding. Let's go. Okay, so this is chapter eighteen. Uh, what is it? The return journey. And so Bilbo um, and back wakes again. up. Um, We're finally back again. You're right. <laughs> we we do get back again here. Yep, we do. We'll get most of the way back. Most of it, yeah. Finally, um, at the is, second half of the book. It, it's funny because when Smaug died, like I don't know, sixty pages ago or whatever it was. Um, I really thought like the rest of the book was going to be devoted to back again. And we were going to get like <laughs> five or six chapters of back again. And I was yeah. like, almost, I was like, Oh, this is going to be boring. Like, why do we even have back again? Like, <laughs> but, uh, it's not that at all. <laughs> so nope, it was, it was, and for, for quite a while. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. There was a lot of, and yeah. Who would have thought that and could be so interesting <laughs> and is way better than back again. <laughs> There's the, um, there's the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So yeah, Bilbo Bilbo comes to. Um, he he hears his name being called, and it's like, whoa, yeah, he's still invisible. Um, and um, he's he's being called because Thorin wants to see him. Bilbo's like, totally. Goes to see Thorin, and it turns out he's on his deathbed. Um, Yep. He's like really he I, like Bilbo and him talk, and then like Thorin like immediately dies. Like I, classic. I think he. It, it doesn't really like you could kind of read it what because he says farewell and it's like does he just die? But it doesn't say that. So like maybe yeah. he hangs around for a bit more, but he does die. So he does. Yeah, I, I think it's implied that Bilbo leaves at that point, and then Thorin dies before Bilbo can. Like Bilbo yeah. knows he, he dies, but it's like they don't see each other again, kind of thing. Yeah, not the whole like they turn their head to one side and go, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then um, you Bilbo, know that really. I always wanted effect. to tell you, I. <sighs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but they they have a, a moment where they like kind of reconcile and and uh, Thorin apologizes and um, yeah Bilbo kind of gets that moment of catharsis um, and closure and then um, and then I I think sh uh, shortly after that they mention. Um, you know, Gandalf and Bilbo, they hang around for a few days, but then they yep. do start making their journey back. They go with Bjorn and the elves and like, they kind of make their, they kind of split off at different points. And then towards the end, I think it's just Bilbo and Gandalf kind of traveling together again. Um, yep. And it's like, yeah, there's many hardships but uh, then it's like spring and Bilbo really wants to be home. They, they kind of look behind, you know, they get to this point where he, um, he looks back, he sees the Mirkwood, he sees the Lonely Mountain and, and him and Gandalf kind of continue on. And I'm sure there's a few more things that I'm missing there that we'll talk about, but I think those are the yeah. broad brushstrokes. We, we get a few more details of the battle 
that happened after the fact. Like this is what this is the chapter where we find out Bjorn showed up. Oh, I see. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I was just just looking at that. Um, yeah, so it's basically they say goodbye to Thor, and we find out Philly and Killy died as well. That's right. Yep. Um, and then we get we we find out what happened after Bilbo got knocked out, and they all decide that the Arkenstone stays with Thorin in his tomb under the mountain, and it's said that the that the sword, uh, fucking Orcrist, Orcrist, yep, gets left with him, and it it said that it always glows whenever enemies are near, so no one can ever sneak up on the mountain again. I call bullshit. Um, <laughs> doesn't sound. That's not realistic. Do you don't know anything about and, magical and swords, dude? Dane, you believe Dane that tries, shit? <laughs> Dane tries to. Dane becomes king under the mountain and tries to honor the original deal with Bilbo, but Bilbo's like, "How the fuck am I going to carry all that?" So they uh, negotiate down to two uh, chests of silver and a chest of gold. That's right. That a, a sturdy pony can carry for him. Poor yes. pony. That poor pony. Uh, oh, and Bilbo gives the Elven King uh, a, a necklace of silver and pearls as a thank you <laughs> for letting him uh, uh, be a burglar in his house for a month. <laughs> and the Elven King just looks at it funny and is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. You're, a, you're, elven, you're an Elven friend now. Good luck to you. Um, yeah, may your shadow scene. never shrink. Yeah. Or ceiling would be too easy. And I, I, I forget if you just said this or not, but they had many hardships and adventures on the way back, but they weren't worth mentioning compared to the re- nothing really life-threatening like the yeah. rest of the book. <clears throat> Damn it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... These two chapters work really well together. I'm glad we got them both at the same time. I would have hated if we had to stop at the previous chapter. Right. I'm just like, well, Bilbo's knocked out. What are we going to (laughs) do? Is he dead? Is everybody dead? What happened to the Eagles? But no, we we got these two chapters together and we get to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I did think, uh, I know this was the very end of the last chapter, but I did think it was like, it's kind of funny that Bilbo just gets like knocked out. But I also thought it was another way to just be like, all right, well. You know, let's speed it along here. We don't need to write about the rest of the battle because the point of view character is unconscious. So right. it's like, well, but then just, we, let's, let's get to the end. <laughs> but, th- but then we write about it anyway. Yes. Yeah. And then he <laughs> mentions it a bit more again. Uh, so I actually have only have two notes for this chapter. One of them is very important. The other one's not so important. Uh, the first one is when Bilbo's talking to Thorin. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, where is it? Uh, Bilbo says, uh, this is a bitter adventure if it must end so, and not a mountain of gold can amend it. Yet I am glad that I have shared in you, in your perils, not, uh, sorry. Yet I'm glad that I have shared in your perils. That has been more than any baggage deserves. No, said Thorin. There is more in you of good than you know, child of the kindly West. Some courage and some wisdom blended in measure. If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. But sad or merry, I must leave it now. Farewell. And I think that line by Thorne, if more of us valued food and cheer and gold above 
hoarded gold, I think is the message of this book that Tolkien intended. Um, Thorin has spent the whole book uh, hoarding gold and silver uh, and is ultimately cut down. Um, well, Bilbo here value has always valued just having a full stomach, uh, just making sure everyone is, is happy, uh, enjoys the songs as much as we gripe about them on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and he, he's still here and, and is, is going to continue as part of the world. Um, and, and Thorin in his final moments recognizes this is the case. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I also had something like that down and I was going to mention that in, in regards to like, yeah, Thorin like being kind of overcome by his greed. And then we see like, he realizes how wrong he was for that. So, um, I agree a hundred percent, Josh. I think you're absolutely right that that's like the big takeaway. And it even does almost feel like, like a classic fairy tale sort of like you just have someone kind of like say the moral you know it's like this yep. is this is it um but it, it's done really well you know i'm glad that thorin has that scene and um and I, it, I agree with your takeaway and it feels very much like a it, it is it, it sorry words it falls in line with what we've been saying about the dragon and uh the even going back to the trolls hoarding all their stuff and yeah um it's like the people who have hoarded stuff. Now I'm thinking about it. any anyone we see who's hoard stuff has not met a good end in this book. The trolls who hoarded their their treasure get turned into stone. Uh, the goblins, uh, I'm not sure what they were hoarding. But they were just trying to eat everybody, so they didn't. Turn out well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean that's still bad. Gollum was hoarding the ring, and he loses the ring. Um, Elon, I hope you're listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> he is, of course. Of course, uh, the like he does every week. Yep. Uh, Smog is hoarding all the gold, and he gets killed. And then Thorin is hoarding all the same gold, and he gets killed. And those are just the big ones. I'm sure you can find a few other examples with like the Elven King or something. But I'm yeah, no, you're struggling right. yeah. at this hour. Yeah, the the Elven King is another like the Elven King also kind of gets a moment where like. I, I, they occupy a weird space because the elves of Mirkwood and the Elven King are also kind of like an obstacle for them to overcome. So they're they're mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a not a foe, but you know a problem, and they they kind of act, um, yeah, selfishly. Right, but they don't, they don't kind of really up being hoarding right. anything. They're they're just selfish and a little greedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, they. I mean, they seem to have a monopoly on river trade, and. Um, uh, and they don't let anyone else like go on their path. Like they could have helped them, you know, the dwarves get to the Mirkwood, but they're like, no, you shouldn't have fucking come this way. Yep. Um, and then um, there's also the the master of Esgaroth Lake Town. Yeah. And he like gets, he just disappears. After, right. He uh, doesn't. He doesn't really get any like comeuppance that we see, but. Um, but like the book's pretty clear that he's an asshole. Like you know, like yeah. uh, he's not a good person. So, um, plenty of plenty of characters like that. I was even I was trying to look for the line. I think somewhere when um, Smaug is introduced, like actually as a character, there is something about a line 
Oh, you know what? I don't, I don't even think I really need to find it, but I'm realizing I know where it is. It's the line where um, Smaug realizes that like Bilbo took the one goblet, like literally just one piece of treasure from his massive hoard. Oh yeah. And and Tolkien describes it as like a Smaug feels a rage that like only only a rich person who loses something that they never would have used anyways could feel. You know, yeah, like yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like I, there's 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 a lot, there's that, a lot of that scattered throughout the story. Um, and it does feel like getting to the end here, it kind of um, illuminates it a bit more. It's like, oh yeah, like th there's been a lot of that. Like this is a big part of, of the book and what Tolkien is trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's kind of um, weaved throughout the story pretty well in a way that doesn't, I mean, it, talking about it now it seems like it's it's obvious and blatant but it's not you know it feels built into the story very organically you know it's 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 not like uh you know moral of the story is kind of thing it's it, that, it it's not the whole point of the story but it but it's uh it it's very clearly the message intended um and and i think it's kind of done in a masterful way yeah yeah, I agree. It's cool. Cool that we get um, so, sort of like some class criticism here, you yeah, know, yeah. In, in The Hobbit. So that's fun. Um, yeah, so what about Thorin and Killy and Philly dying? Like, Sad. You know, what the fuck, yeah, right? I know. Thorin, not too surprising. That, to be honest, for me, I remembered that from the last time we read. I read the book uh, gotcha. when the movies came out. Um. Philly and Killy, I, I knew some others had died with Thorin. I forgot it was them. Yeah, yeah they, they. I mean, it's sad, but it, it does feel like they had to kind of up the casualties a little bit. And, like, they're like, who are the the dwarves that we care about the least that we can, you know, Thorin's the big one, obviously, that he's the mm -hmm. guy that, 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 you know, his death will pull on your heartstrings. But, you know, it can't only be Thorin, because that's, like, too obvious of the person to to take out so let's let's yeah. use the two minor dwarves to kind of make it feel like the it was high stakes so you know yeah. it's it's sad but i don't really give a shit about <laughs> as long as bomber still fat, Kylie. who cares yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah if they if they killed bomber i would have really been up in arms um that would have been just like or, so th th i mean then we would have been able to like confirm like okay Tolkien is is absolutely fat phobic. He wants fat yeah, people to die. You know, just like spiteful. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like that. That would have been the overarching message if if like he had yeah. gone out of his way to kill to to kill uh, Bomber despite his yeah. his extra layers of protection. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he would have yeah. said something like that. No, I'm, I am. I'm glad that Bomber made it through. I'm glad that um, Balin lived too. He he was the other dwarf that kind of grew on me because yeah. him and him and Bilbo, um, you know, end up. They they seem to be like they have a close relationship. You know, we kind of come to learn like uh -huh. they're the two out of the group that I think um, have grown the closest together. Because it's like, yeah, Thorin is like the he's the most important dwarf. We said it the whole time, but like. Um, He's always a bit at like at arm's length, you know, um, mm -hmm. and we don't see a lot of Balin, but you know, from what we do, 
Um, it, it sounds like him and, and Bilbo kind of uh, developed a strong relationship together, too. So I, I ended up liking him towards the end. All, all his talking about the crows and the ravens and all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the only other thing, Josh, you were right. You were right. You know, it's like um, Bjorn. They, they mention all that in this chapter. And the note that I have here is that it, it almost feels like a kind of epilogue because um, Tolkien writes about uh, Bjorn, the... And then even, like, he kind of comments, like, the goblins and the, the wargs, you know, so many of them were killed in the battle and then, like, hunted down afterwards. Yeah. Like, a new piece kind of comes over the land. Um, and so, like, it, it talks about how, um, you know, places that men wouldn't have explored or settled, you know, is, is suddenly kind of, like, open for them to live in harmony and all that. And um, I feel like there's kind of this idea that that their adventure leads to more than like they could have guessed, you know, that they actually they, you know, this w what they accomplish is greater than just like trying to get a mountain back for a dwarf king. You know, it's like they they actually um, change the world around them for the better and they they eliminate this huge threat, you know, they kill Smaug. I mean, you know, not them personally, but like they, they're the ones who kind of um, create the situation that allows for Smaug to be killed. And yeah. then the, the goblins are defeated, the wargs are defeated. And it's like, you know, it's just another one of those like, hey, you know, who would have guessed that a little unassuming hobbit uh, is the one to, to make the, the big difference here to to make this journey be successful and to, and to change so much for so many people, you know, that don't even know that they did it. Right. Yeah. No, it's the, even the least among us are capable of great change in the world. There we go. That's it. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely another thing that Tolkien is kind of trying to impart on the reader, you know, um, that's kind of the whole point of hobbits is that they're, they're they're small and you don't think very much of them and um they're they're easily written off and yet you know it's like it's their spirit that makes them powerful um yeah so they're they're great vessels for that and and yeah tolkien definitely um i think tries to to push that idea throughout this book in the way that bilbo grows and uh yeah we see a lot of like you know as they as as gandalf and bilbo journey back uh, we, we get a lot of little comments on like how things are different now, you know, how things have been made better by their passing. Yeah. They, they can go, they can go north around Mirkwood. They, everything's blooming now. And, uh, like there, there's men can like farm in the north a little more peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. Around. Yeah. So that's honestly, that's my last note. That's the last thing I wanted to, to mention really. I, um, I, I do have one last note for this chapter. Sure. It's the less serious one. Uh, but when we find out about how Bjorn joined the battle, the roar of his voice was like drums and guns, and he tossed wolves and goblins from the path like straw and feathers. I think that means that guns are in the Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but guns are a thing in Middle Earth because they can compare Bjorn's voice to it. I did stop and think about that, but then I realized 
if it were a character saying that, then it would be like, oh, maybe. But I think, I think like the framing that we talked about at the beginning of this book is that like, it's Tolkien like himself is like translating an old text into right. like modern day English. And so like he himself as the narrator is like making that comparison not to be like really, uh, I don't know, not, not to be a uh, Gandalf pedantic fuck about it. But I think, <laughs> I think that's more the idea, but I, I did also kind of stopping it because I remember thinking about the whole, well, he like he had to translate, he would have had to translate it from somewhere. I, well, yeah, yeah but, some concept of loud artillery or loud. Uh, I mean, translators also make a lot of liberties. Yeah, they know, do, they, but, but um, I remember when we were we were talking about the group going through uh, the mountains, and Thorin talks about like a soccer ball or a football. And the thing is, oh, I yeah. wouldn't have said anything, but he says it. He says the words like we're gonna get kicked by a football, like a football. And I was like, hey, it's one thing if Tolkien says it, but don't you dare open your fucking mouth and say <laughs> football, Thorin. <laughs> so I don't know. I was just like quick little note that made me think like, oh, I guess they, I guess they do have guns. They could have, they could have guns. They, I mean, they still could. To be fair, they, they still could. I mean, in other fantasy settings, guns can be a thing depending on. Excuse me. The author or the the person controlling the world uh, decides, and they're often depicted as like super expensive or uh, very specialized. It's not. I mean, it would be guns have been a thing in history uh, since the twelve hundreds. I can't remember the exact dates of wow. when gunpowder was invented, but I mean, it, they've been a thing for a while. And I mean, the Middle Earth is. And Lord of the Rings fantasy genre in general is generally regarded as medieval and guns were a thing in medieval times, just not very common. So I guess we'll it's possible. We'll see. Maybe it'll be mentioned in Lord of the Rings or maybe, you know, maybe we'll we'll read the Silmarillion after this, too. Who knows? Uh, I, mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it to a vote. Maybe maybe one day, but probably yeah. not after Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It's funny, you know, since since things put it, are like put it blowing on your reading up more, list. If you really want to cover, put it on your reading list. Oh yeah, you're right. Since since things are blowing up more with like um saying that they're going to make more movies and stuff. I saw pe- people people you know, speculating, "Oh, what are they going to make movies about?" and people are like pulling from all these other There's apparently more books. Um I haven't done any research on this. And some of them oh, are written credited by Tolkien's son, right? Well, um, yes, but I think like wait, are you ser- are you serious? Uh, well, maybe I was just joking because that's the <laughs> that's the that's how it goes with no. I I think I think Tolkien's son may have. I mean, he he has more than one son. Um, I don't know, but but actually, what I was gonna say, I don't know for sure. So don't don't take my word for it. I really don't know if any of his sons have written or not. Yeah, we don't fact um, check here. So I mean, as no, far we as don't. we're concerned, but, but, it, it is his son that has has written the books. But I think there's other works with J.R.R. Tolkien's name on it, uh, posthumously, like books that reference things that I have no idea, nothing. I don't know shit about it. It'll be like the War of Rohirrim or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. But like, I think it says it's his name's on there, like. Um, so I think there's, like, there's, there's a lot more Lord of the Rings than I think it even feels like at first. Cause it's like, yeah, it feels like it's four books and you know, it, it is basically, but, um, 
But I, it'll be interesting to do some digging because I think there's even more out there than uh, than you might so, suspect. You're right. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. There are Unfinished Tales and the History of Middle-Earth, which in 1980, Christopher Tolkien published a collection of more fragmentary material under the title Unfinished Tales of Numenor and Middle-Earth. Yeah. Um, and then in subsequent years, he published a large amount of remaining unpublished material. So yes, there were a bunch. Um Works compiled by Christopher Tolkien. This is all on J.R.R. Tolkien's Wikipedia page. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books which were compiled between 2007 and 2018. Yeah, and that's some the thing. Are very it's, like, recent. it's like, okay, so that's that's Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, and it's like, what does compiled mean? Like, how much is he writing and um, how much is he just taking? And, all based you know, off of those notes. So sure. it's like it's yeah it's it's the infamous notes man. So we should get Kevin J Anderson to uh, flesh those <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, would be so, okay. Some of these some of these are not Middle Earth. Uh, one of them is Sigurd uh, and Gundren, which I think was that that other myth I was mentioning earlier. Uh, the fall of Arthur is literally about King Arthur. Uh, Beowulf, a translation and commentary. Oh, you mean these are other things yeah. written by Tolkien? Yeah, no, these are some of the things compiled by Christopher that to- that J.R. Tolkien put together, I or see. originally written. The latest one from 2018, The Fall of Gondolin, that one it takes place in Middle-earth. So... I don't know. Well, we'll see. But it, it was just interesting just to without doing any any effort to like try to find these things just from being on Twitter and and having this movie announcement you know it's like just to see these like weird things on the periphery where it's like wow like there's you know even more than i would have thought uh it's this interesting the first step in a greater journey yeah <laughs> so all right um is there anything else we want to mention about these two chapters here how do we feel i'm I just like curious like what what the next chapter is going to be because it's like I guess it's just yeah. just more of I, I I guess it's just you know oh I'm so happy to be home yeah the I last my stage <laughs> I I've glanced at the pages real quick do you want me to say like a quick quick thing not about the content not about like what's the words say but like sure I notice of the format sure yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of songs oh <laughs> hell yeah oh hell I'm excited yeah. um. So yeah, next next time we'll we'll go over we'll, we'll review the last chapter and then we'll go over our th- final thoughts of the book. I still have all my sticky notes throughout the book, so I'm probably going to go through them and try to compile. I, I remember putting in a, a sticky note at the end of the book that just says review all the notes because I think there were a few in the beginning of the book we wanted to come back to. Okay. Yeah. No, that'd be um, that'd be cool. And uh, yeah, after that, I think we'll we'll start our first vote for what happens next perfect sounds like Good a plan. plan look forward to it and then and then the episode after that will likely be a movie watch if our previous book was anything to go by yeah we do definitely want to do that we'll discuss more we'll about we'll that after yes yeah. okay just, just a teaser for those listening all right cool. all right well is that it folks yeah all right send us out if you enjoyed what you heard and want more, 
Please uh, support us at patreon.com slash chapter chumps where you can um, take a part in our, our free and fair democratic process. Help us choose what books we read next um, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chapter chumps pod. We are at chapterchumps at gmail.com if you want to give us a, uh, an email with your thoughts, uh, comments, and concerns. Please rate and review us on iTunes and other podcast platforms. And until next time. Stay tuned for the continuing adventures of Baby Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.